You are listening to Message Rewind from Discovery Church. So glad that you're hanging out with us. Hey, if you are watching us this morning and this is your very first time, I just want to welcome you. My name is John. Uh, my wife and myself get this amazing privilege. You'll meet her at the end, towards the end of, of my message today. Uh, we get this amazing privilege to uh, to lead this community that we call Discovery. And uh, we're just glad that you're hanging out with us today. Uh, not only is it a great day for church, but we got football. Let's go. I'm excited about that. And so I just want to take a second, just want to greet a couple people that are on right now. Uh, what's up, Lisa? Hello, Jan, Richard, uh, Janie. What is going on? Welcome. If you guys are watching right now, I would love for you to just say hi uh, on the comments as, as Janice was saying, go ahead and share it. This is amazing opportunity that we have to uh, to be together for church, and so uh, we planned. If 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 you are part of Discover, we, you would have known that we planned to meet outside in the parking lot this morning. But in case you didn't see it, there's a bunch of smoke, and so uh, we don't have filters, right? <laughs> so uh, we uh, we decided to uh, to do this online live, and so we're glad uh, that you're here. Janelle, Dina, what is up, everybody? And so uh, glad that you're here. And so we decided to stream this live, and so we're here live. We're ready to jump into the message this morning. And so I, I do want to say this, that we originally, um, we were going to kick off the, uh, the series Savage Prayers, and we we're going to look at different savage prayers in scripture. But uh, with everything that's going on with the fires, the pandemic, uh, the random thunderstorms, the smoke, the orange sky, um, I thought that we would actually take a break um, from, from or, or pausing uh, from doing the Savage Prayers. And then actually, uh, today, I want to talk to you about the end times. That's right, the end times. And so I want us to, to have, I want to give like a fresh perspective, hopefully, a fresh perspective that, that encourages you and encourages your heart, encourages your spirit. Um, and, and, and so, uh, if you have your Bibles, you can go ahead and turn with me to Matthew chapter 24, Matthew chapter 24. If you don't have your Bibles, don't worry. Our, our amazing, uh, production league, Josh is, uh, running the show. Actually, he's like, has all the power. And so, uh, Matthew chapter 24 in verse three later, as he was sitting on the Mount of Olives, his disciples approached him and asked him, him being Jesus, tell us. When are these things going to happen? What will be the sign of your coming that the time is up? So the disciples, they're looking at Jesus. Jesus is chilling on the Mount of Olives. And, and they're like, Jesus, how do we know? How will we know that the end of time is near? And Jesus is like, hey, I'll tell you. And so he begins to list between verse 3 and verse 10. Jesus begins to list different events that will take place before the end time. And then he gets to verse 13 of the same chapter. And we might have that one. Matthew chapter 24, verse 13. It says this. Because it, it, it's as if what Jesus was, was explaining to his disciples was a lot. Like, 
Like it's a heavy load to bear, right? Like I know I just told you a lot of things and I know that that it can conjure up fear within your heart and within your spirit. But, but he says this, he encourages his disciples with this in verse 13. Stay with it to the end. Stay with it to the end. You won't be sorry and you'll be saved. All during this time, the good news, the message of the kingdom will be preached all over the world. A witness staked out in every country. So this idea that that there will be a Christian, a believer in every country, in every place, that everybody will have the opportunity to know and to hear the gospel. And then the end will come. And then the end will come. So he said, stay with it. Don't be sorry. There's good news. The message will be preached all over. And then I will come back. Let's pray as we jump in. Let's pray. <laughs> Father, I thank you so much for this morning. God, I, I thank you for, uh, for this message. Father, I thank you for what you're wanting to do in our hearts, and in our lives, and in our minds this morning. Holy Spirit, I pray that you would just open up our ability to lean in and to receive what you have for us, our ability to, to receive what you want to do in our lives. God, I pray that this message, that it would fall on good ground. God, we want to leave wherever we're at changed. We want to be different, not for our own benefit, but so that we can change the world around us. God, we love you so much. In Jesus' name. Come on. Everyone said amen, amen. I got a couple people watching live too, so if you hear them shouting me down, you'd be like, oh, I wish I was there. Anyways, hey, hey, so I, I have a question for you right now, for you that's watching. Uh, how many of you guys, well, well, let me say it this way. When it comes to gas in your car, how many of you guys wait to the last minute to get gas? I actually think, go ahead, let me know in the comments. I actually think that there are three different types of people. The, the first group of people, those, these are the people that, that I envy, that I want to be like, but I can't be like. These are the people that don't let the gas go till that little light pops up. These are the guys that are like, hey, it's a quarter of a tank. I need to fill up. I won't make it. Like, that's my wife. My wife does that. Like, quarter of a tank. She's like, babe, I need gas. I won't make it to work. I'm like, no, you don't. But it's, it's a different breed of people. Like, it's a different type of people. Right? <laughs> and then so, uh, so, so there's those people, right? Then there's those that when they see the light, bing, it pops up. They're like, they're like ah, okay, thank you for the reminder. I better go get gas. And so, like, as soon as that light goes on, they, they go and they, they go and, and, and try to and, and fill up their tank, right? And so there, there's those people. So if that's you, let me know in the chat. I want to know. Lisa said, I'm guilty of that. Hello. <laughs> and, then, and then there's a third type of person. That's, that's, this is who I am. The light comes on the reminder that, hey, you're about to run out of gas. And, uh, and then these people, the third group, these, these people, they're like, I could probably make it another mile or so. And they push, they push it all the way to the end. 
Now let us know in the comments if you are one, two, or three. Join the party if you're with three, because that's me. I'm like, hey, let's push it. Now here's here's one thing if 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 you've ever had that flashlight come up here's one thing that you know to be true that when that light flashes when it pops on your car doesn't stop right, right. like it it doesn't stop right whenever uh, that light pops up but rather that light is actually um it's 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 a little signal it's a reminder that the people that created the car that they actually love you that they want you to know that hey if you keep going you're going to run out of gas soon and so it pops up and then it gives you this amount of time you don't really know when it's going to die but that light pops up boop to remind you hey you're about to run out of gas and so here, here's why I, I'm, I'm sharing this with you is because I really believe this is the heart of what Jesus was trying to get across to his disciples when they asked Jesus, hey, what, when is the end of the world going to happen? Now, before we go any further, I do want to say this, uh, this, this chat today, it's, it's not going to be, um, it's not a deep study into eschatology, right? So like, we're not going to be breaking down the millennium and the final judgment and the rapture pre or post, like th that's not the heart of today's message, but rather the, the, the goal of the message today is, is to let people know like, Hey, uh, you don't have to be afraid. Like that's the entire goal of the message. So if you cross, if you cancel and, and you close your Facebook and you go stream onto another church right now, that's all you got. That's what, that's what you need to know. Okay. <laughs> this idea that, that, uh, that this is not meant to, to scare you. Like I want to, I want to uh, redeem, if you will, um, the fear that the enemy has placed in people's heads, believers heads, Christians minds when it comes to the end times. And so, so Jesus, he, he, he's letting his disciples know that, um, that, Hey, that this is when the end time is, go is going to happen. And, but he says this, Jesus says, you won't know the exact day, time or hour. Like you will not know that he said, but I will give you a reminder. There will be some things that you will see come to pass that will allow you to realize and to understand that I am coming back soon. Just like that gas gauge when it, uh, your, your car is just not going to randomly die without that alert first coming up and being boop, boop. Hey, you need gas. You need gas. It's just a reminder. Jesus is letting us know you will not know the exact day nor time, but you will get a warning, a reminder to let you know that time is coming soon. Now, when I think about those reminders in those times, right? Like, um, I think about, I think about, uh, especially like if we've, if we've ever read like the book of revelations or the book of Daniel, right? Like first, after we read it, we're like, what the heck did I just read? Like, I don't understand like a beast with horns that looks like an eagle. What, like, what does this mean? Like there's a woman flying on a beast. Like <laughs> I don't understand. Right. Like, and so after we bypass the what in the world is, are they talking about, all of a sudden, for a lot of us, they're, 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 a lot of fear begins to creep into our hearts. And, and a lot of fear when it comes to the end times, like a lot of fear just begins to paralyze us and to cripple us 
into this place where we're like, oh man, like I, I, I'm scared. All like it, it, it does it so well that when the or the sky turns orange, ah, the end of the world. All of a sudden, at three in the morning, when it was sunny the day before, and we have random thunderstorms that are going on, we're like, ah, I shouldn't have read that the end times. Like all of a sudden, we get these ideas, like we're triggered. These things triggered. There's a fire. We're triggered. There's wars. We're triggered. There, and, and all these things, they begin to trigger us. And, 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 and we begin to become fearful towards this idea that the end is near. Now, I think that there's two main reasons why we become fearful when we think of the end times. The first one is this. We just simply love our life here on earth, right? Like for, for a lot of us, like the reason we don't want to think about the end times, the reason why the end times freaks us out is, is because we're like, man, I enjoy being a dad here. Like I love my kids. I enjoy my job. Or, or for, maybe for some of you, like I don't want the end to come. I haven't fulfilled my purpose. I haven't reached my goals. I haven't. But I love what Jesus says in John chapter 15. He's like, hey, if you are a believer, you're not even of this world anyways. Like he, he says, he says, they're shouting me down over here. He he says he says that that like you like this you this world is just temporal for you. Like, and so it's this idea, like, man, if I'm being fearful of the end of the world because because uh, like I love this world too much, maybe it's an opportunity for me to readjust like this idea like that I'm just here for a season. I'm just here for a little portion of time that there's greater things for me in store on the other side of eternity. Okay. And so, but maybe that's not you. Maybe you're like, nah, I don't love this world. Actually, like I wish Jesus would come back, right? Like, but here, here's the second reason why I think a lot of us, we become fearful of, of when it comes to the end times is, it's just like we, there's a spiritual uncertainty uh, of things. Right. So like, I know it's kind of hard to admit, but maybe, maybe for some of us, like, we're like, I don't want the end of time because I, you know, honestly, like, I don't really even know what's happening afterwards. Like if we're honest and there's some times where we're like, man, I like, I don't want the end to end to come because like, uh, like what if there's not a heaven? What, what if there's not this? Or what if there's not that? Like, what if, what if this was all wrong? And, and we build this fear in our hearts towards this but we know that Jesus said and if it came from the mouth of Jesus like you can put bets on it that it will come to pass but he said I'm preparing a room for you like I'm waiting for you like I have something ready and waiting for you and so so here is these two things like when we think of the end of times like I don't want it to be the end of times like we become fearful because of these two things like we love the world too much or we're just there's a spiritual uncertainty but this morning what I want us to do is is I want us to again like I said earlier I want to redeem this idea of the end of times like when my, my big idea is that when we're done today that when you think about the end of times that that it wouldn't push you towards fear but it would push you towards something else and that something else is we're going to find out in Matthew chapter 25, the gospel of Matthew chapter 25. It's a parable that Jesus uses to illustrate 
um, the end of times, this waiting period, right? The waiting period. When I say waiting period, I mean from this moment that we're in now until Jesus comes. Uh, Jesus illustrates, he gives us an illustration, a parable of the end times in Matthew chapter 25. And, and, and I just want to set this up for you just real quick parables, uh, for any parable that Jesus gave, there's three things that we should really look at for a parable. The first one is this, who am I in this parable? The second one, who is Jesus or God in this parable? And then what does God want us to learn in this parable? And so as we're going to read, I don't know if we have the screen up for, for, uh, or the verse for Matthew chapter 25, but I'm going to read. If you have your Bibles, you can turn there. Matthew chapter 25, in verse one, and then we're going to pull out two things and then we're going to, we're going to finish up. It says this, then the kingdom of heaven will be like 10 bridesmaids who took their lamps and went to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish and five were wise. The five who were foolish didn't take enough olive oil for their lamps, but the other five were wise enough to take along extra oil. Then the bridegroom was delayed. So the groom was delayed. They all became drowsy and fell asleep. Hello, NyQuil. At midnight, they were roused by the shout, look, the groom is coming. Come out and meet him. But the other, oh, verse seven, all the bridesmaids got up and prepared their lamps. Then the five foolish ones asked the others, please give us some of your oil because our lamps are going out. But the others replied, we don't have enough for all of us. Go to a shop and buy some for yourselves. Verse 10, but while they were gone to buy oil, the bridegroom came. Then those who were ready went in with him to marry to the marriage feast, and the door was locked. The door was locked. So in this parable, Jesus is, is, is telling uh, you and I, we're the bridesmaids, okay? God, Jesus, is the groom. And so here is this parable that Jesus is laying out for us. And, and in this parable, he's, uh, he, he's letting us, uh, he, he's, he's, talking about how, how these bridesmaids, there were 10, <clears throat> excuse me, 10 bridesmaids and, uh, they, they were all waiting for the arrival of the groom. So this morning in our last moments together, I want to give you two observations, two observations while we are in this waiting period. Two observations, and hopefully at the end, when we have these two observations, we'll actually have something to grasp to uh, when, when we think of the end times rather than grasping and holding on to fear. So the first observation while in the waiting period is this. Internal observation. Internal observation. So here they are, they, the, the, um, the 10 grooms, or excuse me, the 10 bridesmaids, they, um, they're getting their stuff, they're getting their lamps, they're getting their oil, and scripture says that only five of them brought extra oil. Five of them were prepared just in case there was a delay, and five of them only brought enough for their expected, anticipated uh, wait. And so here they are, they're coming, they're waiting for the groom, and scripture says that they were actually, uh, they started waiting and waiting, and scripture says that the bride or the groom was delayed. 
And so all of a sudden, uh, they're, they're here, they're waiting, the groom's de- delayed, and, um, and they fall asleep. Now, a couple things that I want to point out to you um, in, in this text is the first thing is this, that the five that did not bring enough oil, that they, they knew that they didn't bring enough oil. They knew that they only brought enough for the, for the uh, certain amount of time that they thought that they were going to need it, Okay. Here's the other thing that I, I want us uh, to, to notice is, is that they understood that there was a delay. So, so scripture says that they brought only enough oil, um, that, that, that they only brought enough oil for their lamp, and they waited and waited and waited, and they realized that the groom was delayed, that he wasn't coming. So, so they knew they only had enough oil for a certain amount of time. They realized that the groom was going to be delayed, that the groom was coming later than one, what was expected. And in this moment, they had a choice. In this moment, they had to decide how they would manage the time that they had. Were they going to address, were they going to assess where they're at and address it? Or were they going to fall asleep? See, we know that they fell asleep. And and here's what I I want us to see about this is that uh, sleep is a representation of of giving into your your flesh, giving into your flesh desires. And so what I want us to understand is when it comes to, um, to this time, this waiting period that Jesus has so graciously given us that we don't know the day, the time, the hour of when he's coming, but he's given us this grace period where we can stop and do an internal observation of our heart and our mind. See, during this time when these bridesmaids, they were just sitting there. They, they could have, they, because they realized that they didn't have enough oil, they realized that the, the groom was delayed. They had every opportunity to go and to fill up their lamp oil and come back, but rather they decided to give in to their flesh. Rather, they decided to give in to their sleep. This morning, my heart's desire is that during this time period, this waiting period that we're waiting from now until when Jesus comes back, that it's an opportunity for us to not give into our fleshly desires and our fleshly wants, but it's an opportunity for us to self-examine where we are at, where our heart is and where our mind is at. That we would be able to stop and look and say, man, I'm lacking in this area. Jesus, I'm holding unforgiveness in this area. Jesus, I'm holding hatred in this area. I need change. And in this opportunity that we have that God has so graciously given us this time, this reminder, hey, I'm coming soon. I'm coming soon. So let's reflect and let's see how our heart is. Let's see how our mind is. Let's see how our spirit is. And and it's this opportunity for us to self-observe. So my question this morning is during this waiting period from now until whenever it is that Jesus comes, am I going to choose to sleep or am I going to make sure that I'm ready and prepared? Am I going to make sure that, that I'm spending this time diligently examining my heart, diligently examining my, my mind. And so here these, these ladies, they fall asleep. 
Then they wake up and they wake up because someone's running down the streets. Prince Ali, yes, it is he, Ali Ababwa, right? Like maybe, probably not, but like I just, that just came up in my head. And so here they are. Um, they, here, there's some guys running. They're like, hey, the groom is coming, the groom's. And these 10 bridemans, they wake up. They got Drew hanging out their mouth. They got eye boogers. They're like, we're ready, we're ready. And so five of them were ready to go. And then the five that weren't ready to go, they're like, ah, we ran out of oil. We can't, our lamps don't work. And so they go to the five that were prepared, the five that brought the oil. And they're like, hey, can, we, can you share some of your oil with us? Can we have some of your oil? And the five that were prepared, they're like, hey, sorry, we cannot give you any of our oil. But there's a store right down the street that you can go to. Second observation is an external observation. Now, uh, right off the bat, it is very easy to look at these five well-prepared bridesmaids and their response towards the unprepared bridesmaids and say, wow, y'all are rude. That's hecka selfish, right? Like, like, you are not Christian. And it's very easy on the surface to look at these bridesmaids that were prepared and to think, uh, to think about how, how they, they, they weren't there for their friends, they weren't there for their sister. But then we have to pause and, and remember that this is a parable. This is a parable of spiritual and eternal um, uh, a picture, illustration. And so what I want us to see, rather, it wasn't so much that these five uh, prepared bridesmaids weren't able or, or didn't want to, to share their oil. It, I want to propose to you that they weren't able to. See, in the same way that just because I'm a good person, I cannot save you. I can, there's nothing in my life, my, my salvation, my, what God is doing in my heart cannot change your heart. These women couldn't transfer their oil to the other lady's oil. Their hands were tied. And so for maybe for you, you're like, okay, well, good. That, that, that makes my job easy. I have nothing to do. False. Because though they said, hey, I can't give you any of my oil, what they did is they stopped and they said, hey, I can't give it to you, but I know where you can get it. And they pointed it to, hey, you can go down to the store over there and you can get some oil. Listen, here's what I want you to understand this morning is that I cannot save anyone on my own merit, but I can point people to Jesus who can save souls. Listen, we, we, ha we don't just do an internal observation of how we're doing while we're waiting. It's while we're waiting, we're working. We're not just looking at ourselves trying to self-reflect what, what we should be doing, but it's an opportunity to, to look out and to see other people who may be lost, who may be confused and say, hey, I know you're fearful. I know that you think the end times are coming. I know that you're afraid. I know that you're worried. I know that you're anxious. I know that you're scared, but I know someone who can save you, and it's not me. It's Jesus Christ who came down to die. Oh, man, I'm going to calm down. There's only two, there's only a few people I'm gonna come down. <laughs> but this idea that that they were able to point these women to Jesus. 
And then it was up to them to decide what they wanted to do. Here's what I want want to leave you this morning. Where I want to leave you this morning is, is my goal is that when we talk about the end times, that it doesn't push us to fear. Like when we see another orange sky that we're not like, oh, we're fearful. When we hear the thunderstorms coming that we're not freaking out, oh, what are we going to do? But my hope is that next time that we become fearful or we become we, we come to question, is this it? That we wouldn't be pushed to fear, but rather we would be pushed to internal observation. That it would be a point where rather than me being scared, I'm, I'm like, wait a second, let me stop. Let me make sure that... Let me make sure that that my heart is ready, that my mind is ready. Let me make sure, external observation, let me see if there's anybody who is is going through this fear and going through this this anxiousness that I can help them and I I um, I can share and point them to Jesus. Listen, this whole idea of the end times, it shouldn't push us towards fear. But in fact, it should push us to understanding how gracious and how loving our Father God is that he would give us signs and warnings to prepare us, to give us an opportunity and a chance to examine where we're at. What if we didn't look at the end times as something that was scary but we looked at it as an opportunity for us to get ready because Jesus loves us so much that he was willing to give us time to address the things and issues in our life and in our heart. I want to encourage you this morning, just as Jesus told his disciples, man will not know the hour nor the, nor the minute nor the second of when I come. Like, we don't know. We, don't, we have no idea. It could be tomorrow. It could be 100 years. It could be 1,000 years from now. We, like, we have no idea. All we know is that God is gracious, and he's given us an opportunity to self-examine ourselves and to be able to look outside of ourselves and to help people. Friends, can I tell you that's why uh, we started Discovery? Is that we would create Discovery as a place where people can come and find hope from their anxiousness, hope of their worries of, of what the end will be, and to give them this good news that there is a man named Jesus, God who came down to earth in human form to die on the cross for you and for me. Thank you for listening to Message Rewind. Come back every Monday night at 5 p.m. to hear the latest message from Discovery Church.